I used to go around my hometown dressed in a gorilla suit. <laughs> I had this pretty cool mask at first, you know, and it was like this really cool gorilla mask. I was really obsessed with it. Uh, and then I got like, I taught my mom into getting me in this silly, like it was a top half of the costume. Yeah. Did you have the gloves? I, I think I did have some gloves. I think uh, the gloves I originally had with the costume were really bad. But then I got some, I got some proper, like better gloves. No, well, I didn't ever have pants, but I will always wear like black what, jeans or something and, and uh, black, black shoes. The top half of the suit, it was like furry. It was really cool looking. But it had a coconut bra and a grass skirt. Coconut bra? Yeah. <laughs> coconut bra? Uh, coconut bra? <laughs> Crush bra? <laughs> Crush bra? I used to, so I used to run around in this thing. Give me an age. Oh, I was probably like uh, 13, right, 12, 13. Yeah. Okay. 21, two. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I tore the, the bra bit off and the grass skirt bit off. And it just, with black jeans and this top half, it looked pretty cool. Uh, and I would I would run around town with my friends and stuff, and we were just like skateboarding and shit, and just playing pranks on people. But I always thought like how great it would be if I could just one day get like a full blown Sasquatch suit, you know? Because like yeah, I'm really tall, and I still think about it sometimes how great it would be to play Sasquatch like in a film or in something. like a so, horror movie. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh man, I'd love to do it. So I had like I had these like ideas like I'm really tall. I, I figured it'd be like really fun pranking people in my like small little hometown, giving them like some Bigfoot sightings to talk about. <laughs> then I remembered that I lived in the South. Oh no! It's in a place where a lot of people have a lot of guns. <laughs> yeah, it's a trouble, bro. And it was like then that I realized. I had to get over my desire to be Sasquatch pretty quickly. Unless I was in a movie. <laughs> the American dream was dead. <laughs> yeah. I figured like people around my area would shoot first and then they would ask questions later. They wouldn't you know? be like, why'd that gorilla wearing jeans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's for a pretty good reason that I had these fears filled because like a couple of weeks ago there was this Republican oh. Oklahoma lawmaker named Justin Humphrey who introduced a bill that proposed an official Bigfoot hunting season in Oklahoma though <laughs> <laughs> so there are actually no plans to shoot the Bigfoot if one was found and All right. Justin Humphrey said I want to be really clear here that we're not going to kill Bigfoot. We're going to trap a live Bigfoot. We're not promoting killing Bigfoot. We're promoting hunting Bigfoot to find evidence of Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The thing is, the bill in question doesn't really say that. As it more so directs the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission to create rules dates, license fees, and just establishing a Bigfoot hunting season. That just feels like a free ticket to shoot tall, hairy men in the woods. (laughs) These fucking hippies coming into my yard. (laughs) Like E.D. Ryder. Yeah, man. It's fucking terrifying for a tall, hairy man. You know, like, 
I'm scared. I mean, I want to believe in Bigfoot, but they're not a Bigfoot. Right. So, like, what are they hunting? I mean, Humphrey said that... I've seen the Bigfoot. I've seen him. <laughs> he said that he will work on the specifics with the commission. Yeah, don't worry about the <laughs> Which would include a $25,000 bounty for someone who traps the cryptid. How do you trap a Bigfoot? Like a raw steak? Like... No, you just catch Army Hammer. <laughs> They're going to use nets. Are they going to shoot him with like a, a, trank. a uh, tranquilizer gun? Yeah. Uh, dig a big hole and just like hope he falls in it. I would just make a Bigfoot lady. <laughs> Can't resist. Can't Cannot lift, resist. Yeah. Can't resist a Bigfoot lady. Yeah. She's got ginormous feet. <laughs> <laughs> this commission in Oklahoma didn't seem too interested in hunting Bigfoot. Uh, this guy named Michael Holmes, who is a part of the Department of Wildlife Conservation in Oklahoma, said that we use science-driven research and we don't recognize Bigfoot in the state of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And he added that the bill would require them to create a new season and license for something that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be very impressive. Yeah. And Humphrey. The guy who created this bill, he added that it will be great for tourism and outdoor recreation. Having a license and a tag would give you some proof that they participated in the hunt. <laughs> Again. We're going to get t shirt <laughs> I was on the Great Bigfoot Hunt of 2021. <laughs> he said, again, the overall goal is to get people in our area to enjoy the natural beauty and have a great time. And if they find a Bigfoot while they're at it, well, hey, that's just an even bigger prize. <laughs> I feel like this guy's confused, man. It's like yeah. there's better way to like encourage people. To, I don't know, organize a marathon for charity. You know mm. what I mean? <laughs> or like a hike. Yeah. You don't have to kill imaginary creatures. They haven't done anything. Did you know like it's actually legal to kill and bag a Bigfoot in the neighboring state of Texas though? <laughs> 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 the Texas just foregone for they just forego the whole time. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Like, they're like, well, if they're in the goddamn Bigfoot, nobody better touch it. I'm going to fucking kill it. I'm going to kill it. Nobody better fucking kill it. I'm going to I love the idea of there being a Bigfoot, though. Like, I love the idea that there is I this creature. I want there creature. to be a Bigfoot. I want there to be. There's just likely like, not. Like but Harry I want and the Hendersons. Yeah. Yeah, Harry and the Hendersons. That's. I want a Bigfoot to come live with my family. I want it. Destroy yeah. my house. Put me. Put me in my place. Say, you're not so big. I'm seven foot tall, motherfucker. You know, you're just six foot six. And I want him to talk to me like that. I mean, I don't think they can talk either. But <laughs> I want him to talk to me. I want him to, I want like, him to do things to me. I just need a friend. Guys. I just want him to put me in my place, you know. <laughs> I want him to, you know, eat me. Yeah, I, I want to like, yeah, I, just, I just want to like, you know, <laughs> curl up in a, you know, stomach just, for warmth, you know? Yeah. I just want to yeah. like, be the little spoon for once. Yeah. <laughs> Just for once. Just for once in my life. Is that so wrong? But Phil, thinking about the hunting the Bigfoot, though, it reminded me of like, God, it's been 10 years since the capture of the Barefoot Bandit. I don't know what that is. Have you ever heard of the Barefoot Bandit? No. Are you saying bear like a bear? Like a, like a bear with like ears? Or like no. a bear, as in like a barefoot, like no f- shoes. No shoes. 
<laughs> cool. No shoot. Just no wanted shoot. to clear that up. No shoot. Yeah. The no shoot bandit. The barefoot bandit. He's a modern day American outlaw folk hero. He's a folk hero, I guess. You know? Like Bob Dylan. Like Bob Dylan. He played great songs and he played outlaw country. No. Basically, he was a teenager who committed a string of crimes. While barefoot. Leaving footprints around, photos of himself, sometimes chalk outlines of feet at crime scenes, almost like a calling card to mess with the police. And he was essentially America's most wanted team. Really? Yeah. His story was pretty wild, if you'd like to hear more. No. <laughs> That's all I need to know. That's all you need to know. Yeah. No, tell me. What the fucking Matt Riddle? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he, this guy with the OG, bro. He is the OG, bro. I don't need shoes. <laughs> if I go into this, I have to preface this with something, all right? Like, around the time that this was going on, I was talking to this girl that I kind of fancied and uh, this girl was enamored with this story she actually brought it to my attention I didn't know about it until she told me about it and being like a dumb 20 year old oh, I instantly no, I instantly disliked this guy because she liked him so much you know it was yeah. just that stupid thing you know I was just I was just like Fuck but without a doubt I was fascinated by this story and I find myself every so often still thinking about this story and wondering like what the barefoot bandit is up to these days did he find any shoes he may i don't know maybe is he wearing shoes yet is he has he decided to start wearing shoes i don't know but i found myself even though when it's like the antithesis of what a young dumb kid like myself who would have thought that authority was a joke and then the fact that some kid was like fucking over a bunch of rich people should be awesome. Mm. I found myself kind of jokingly hating this kid. Maybe I hated him because, you know, the girl that I liked seemed to love him. Maybe I hated him because he was six foot five. And I was just like, Dude, get the hell out of here. I'm I'm tall. You're not I'm tall. tall. You're, you're, you're an inch shorter than I'm me. I'm tall for all. This is my thing. You're an inch shorter for me. <laughs> and maybe I hated him because of all the derpy photos that he left for the police. Like, just look like an idiot. Mm. And maybe I hate him because he was stealing all this shit from people. You know, and it's like, if he stole my shit, I'd be upset. But then, you know, again, I, I didn't, I wasn't rich. I didn't have anything that anyone would actually want to steal. <laughs> maybe some shoes. Maybe, yeah, maybe some shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Not letting it go. Why would he perfect? Who loved he? <laughs> Maybe I hated him because I, I don't know. Like I you wanted to be him. He was actually doing something, and I was still living at home, and I hadn't figured out what I wanted to do with my life yet. And he was out there, fucking living, and he was a fucking outlaw. So, who is the barefoot bandit? Well, his real name is Colton Harris Moore. And at the age of 19, you know, when most kids were out there living large. Their spirit hadn't been broken yet by the harsh realities of life. You know, already broken. Yeah, he, his were. 
you know, these kids are still dreaming of being like musicians or actors, maybe going to college, hoping to be cannibals. a doctor or a lawyer, being yeah. cannibals. <laughs> they haven't received their first student loan repayment yet. You know, like, they're, they're living in a fantasy world. Well, at 19, Colton Harris Moore, he was gaining notoriety because he was an outlaw. Outlaw. It was around October 2009 when an 18-year-old Colton starts to gain some notoriety after police found footprints at an airport hangar in Bonners Ferry, Idaho, where a Cessna 182 airplane was stolen and crash-landed 260 miles to the west of Granite Falls, Washington. He stole a plane? That was his first crime? You know what I mean? Like, you build up to stealing a plane. Well, Phil, like, I'm telling you a story here. We gotta get you hooked. I'm hooked. This guy is my hero. This guy stole a fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking off my shoes. Well, yeah, take off your fucking shoes and get ready. If you're listening to me tell you this, you gotta take your shoes off and get ready. Because I'm right. gonna tell you a story about someone who's become gonna become your favorite folk hero. Someone you're gonna cheer on. He's someone who stole from the rich. He's kept it for himself. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like the people at GameStop, <laughs> like the GameStop thing, you know, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Police were called to investigate the area near the site of the crash. And during that investigation, someone actually shot at the police. Mm. No one was hurt or anything, but this guy was serious. <laughs> he had a gun. He had a gun. But Phil, this wasn't the first airplane that Colton Harris Moore was linked to stealing. As the news of the theft of this aircraft got out, there was a radio personality out of Pacific Northwest named Bob Rivers who told his listeners on air that Colton Harris Moore had stolen his plane in the previous year from a locked hangar in the Orcas Islands in San Juan Islands off the coast of Washington State. The plane had been found crash-landed at the Yakama Indian Reservation some 280 miles away. He can't make it very far. If you're going to steal a plane, learn to fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive, though. He's like 19 it's years impressive. old. This motherfucker's yeah. just stealing planes and shit. <laughs> and he's making at least 200 yards away <laughs> before crash-landing and surviving the crashes. Yeah. Well, police were able to link the crime to Colton Harris Moore using vomit found in this plane matching it to DNA, like matching the DNA Dude, to what? some blood left at a cash machine burglary on Orcas Island. So oh, they were able to link he it. He threw up in the place. <laughs> <laughs> and then they connected it to what he like cut himself during a burglary. At a like cash a machine. The cash machine. <laughs> now, oh, man. Phil... This kid likes to leave calling cards, so we don't know if he was like throwing up because he's crashing, or if it was, if he he was like leaving a calling card because he just wanted to like he was just like fuck this plane. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the Zodiac killer, but with puke. <laughs> he just he like took off in the plane, just immediately like fingered down his throat. <laughs> Maybe that's why he wasn't wearing shoes. He doesn't want to get throw up on his shoes. <laughs> he had to get throw up of blood <laughs> on his shoes. Uh, 
Like, I just got these Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have to get them clean now. Breadcrumb. Hey, born again patriots. Tired of people making fun of your little feet? Well, little man, we've got just the item for you. It's the Bigfoot sneaker from Vietnam. Let's face it, size does matter, and the ladies are laughing at you behind your back. What can you do about it? With the PNI Bigfoot sneaker, you can gain a few extra inches with our patented barefoot design. Simply slide your barefoot into the vessel and go! Each pair of Bigfoot sneakers are made of silicon rubber to look like real feet and include an air conditioning cooling system to keep your actual feet from overheating. Plus, they are matched to your skin tone so no one would ever be able to tell the difference. But hey, won't people notice the dead, lifeless foot with toes that don't move? Uh-uh. If you act today, we'll throw in our signature robotic upgrade, where you'll get a free, conveniently discreet, handheld remote to operate the robotic skeletal system inside each foot, complete with lifelike articulation, and including pre-programmed toe movements to allow you to perform this little piggy for all the ladies. Now, what are you waiting for? Get yourself a pair of Pianot Bigfoot sneakers today. You know what they say about guys with big feet. Use promo code BREADCRUMBS at checkout to get a free tribal ankle tattoo for each sneaker. Aloha, ladies. BREADCRUMBS. So it was around this time that a Facebook page started to blow up in support of Colton Harris Moore, a.k.a. the Barefoot Bandit. A.k.a. the Barefoot Burglar. Where some 60,000 people followed and supported the young outlaw. And even a Seattle man started selling shirts with a photo of Colton. And it said, Mama tried. Or fly Colton fly written underneath. <laughs> or uh, wanted. <laughs> wanted. <laughs> and they stuck him up on just a public building. Mick Foley shirt. Wanted <laughs> dead or alive. Dead Cactus or alive. Jack. <laughs> Cactus Colt. <laughs> I mean, dude, he was six foot five. He could have been a hell of a wrestler. Yeah, man. Mr. Colin. He could have crashed into the raiment in a plane. <laughs> Alright, so if we step further back in time to Colton's youth, he was born in Mount Vernon, Washington, and he grew up in Kamano Island with his mother. So it's said that he had a really tough childhood. His neighbors often called Child Protective Services as they believed that young Colton was being neglected or abused. His father was in prison when he was young. He was apparently doing drugs and when Colton was around 12 years old he just walked out on the family at a barbecue he got in an argument they drip shock mom <laughs> he just walked out I just walked so out you'll see his, <laughs> his mother his mother was said to be an alcoholic who was mean when she drank and this all just sort of led to a big disconnect with Colton. And he just stopped listening to the teachers. He got into fights and he started breaking things around the house. It was around age seven that he began living out in the wild. He would like break into <laughs> vacation homes in the area. He was stealing blankets, food and water before disappearing into the forest for days on end. Like a feral child. <laughs> yeah. His first conviction for stolen property came at age 12, and by the time he was age 13, he had three more. Not bad. He was never held for more than a month, and most of the time his sentences were around like 10 days in the detention center, so I guess he kind of figured, fuck it, like, don't care. Like, I'm here 10 kids, don't care. <laughs> but it was after quite a few more run-ins with the law that he was sentenced to a three-year sentence to a detention center. And then 
At some point, he was moved to a halfway house in April of 2008, and he escaped pretty much just by walking out. <laughs> he just walked out. <laughs> was it like, have you not checked his track record here? Like, yeah. Let's put him in a halfway house. He'll be fine. And black security. This led him to a spree of burglaries. He was linked to being responsible for some 100 thefts in Washington, Idaho, and Canada. Stealing bicycles, automobiles, speedboats, and of course the two aforementioned airplanes. And it's believed that he learned how to fly these planes by reading either aircraft manuals, handbooks, watching how to fly a small airplane DVD, and playing flight simulator computer games. This <laughs> motherfucker's just playing like GTA. Just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just flipping the <laughs> control for the movie. I was thinking. <laughs> it's like one of those nerds that had like the proper like airplane, like, you know. Oh my God, with the joystick and shit. The joystick the machine. Yeah. Like. <laughs> You're wasting time. It. You know you can get the jetpack in San Andreas. Yeah. <laughs> he just stole it from his neighbor's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> According to local sheriffs, Moore would just like often slip into a home and he would just soak in a hot tub, like hot bath, and he would steal ice cream from the freezer. Just chilling. Yeah. And while his thefts would escalate to increasing value in cash and property, he he initially would just steal only what he needed for living in the woods. Yeah, food, water, play manuals. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so once he allegedly used a homeowner's computer and credit card to order bear mace (laughs) and a pair of $6,500 night vision goggles. (laughs) I mean, the dude sleeping in the woods. Yeah. Bear in there. Yeah. He's got to fucking protect himself. Definitely. Fucking smart. (laughs) What's he getting it delivered to? I don't know. That's the thing. (laughs) Is he just getting yeah. delivered to the houses and staking out the house and like? Because this this Waiting is also ten years ago, like over ten over ten. You well, get away with yeah, that. over ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. But you don't. I mean, like ten years ago, there wasn't Amazon Prime. Like it's not like but no, he could just come the, the next UPS day. Man, you know. <laughs> but I mean, he'd have to be waiting house. around for three or four days or five days. It's like, damn, when's this yeah, cool. bear mate chilling coming? in the hot tub? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my goddamn bear mate? He's like calling up, complaining. <laughs> I ordered the bear mate three days ago, and <laughs> I am covered in scars from all the goddamn bears I've had to fight <laughs> off in the meantime. Hurry! <laughs> <laughs> it was around May 30th or the 31st in 2010, police found a handwritten note and $100 at a veterinary clinic in Raymond, Washington, approximately 95 miles southwest of Seattle. The note read, Drove by, had some extra cash. Please use this money for the care of animals. Colton Harris Moore, a.k.a. the Barefoot Panic, Mono Island, Washington. (laughs) Wow, how formal. Now, maybe he didn't actually do that, but maybe he did. It sounds like the kind of thing he might do. And this also led to, like, the fascination of, of him because he's like, Actually, like that's a nice thing to do. You left a hundred dollars at a veterinary clinic, and it's like all these people out there who 
fantasizing about him and how cool he was that he was stealing all this shit and like rooting for him. He's, He's like giving, back, there giving yeah. money to animals and stuff. And I'm like, oh. How could you hate him? He loved animals. Didn't you hear about the bear man? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I need to pee real quick. It's annoying. Go <laughs> one second. Bread crumbs. <laughs>